Christian podcast for families? Awesome! Listen to the Word on the Street podcast with your family and enjoy getting to know Jesus together. Here's your host, Anna Ware. We are continuing the Jesus Life series today by talking about his death. We have talked about his birth, we've talked about his miracles, his parables, his teaching, and now we're coming to the end of his life and we are going to talk about his death this episode. This episode, I would have to say, is the most important one. The whole reason why Jesus came to this earth was to die because in his death, he took our sins away. I'm not going to talk about that and the reasons why Jesus died now because I have already talked about it in the gospel story in the red episode. So if you want to hear all about that, go back to the red episode and have a listen. This episode, I'm going to be focusing on the actual events of his death, what really took place. And I know that the events of Jesus' death were spectacular. They were incredible. They were so amazing that even non-Christians, even non-Jews wrote about it. And there wasn't a lot of writing in those days. So the fact that they wrote about it meant that this event was incredible. It's something that has not ever happened before and will never happen again. And in the Bible, we have the four Gospels. They're books that were written about Jesus, and they were written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Each of them wrote their own account of what happened during this weekend. I'm not going to include much of what Mark wrote because his book was much smaller and more brief. Matthew, Luke, and John wrote a lot. They were far more comprehensive in what they wrote. Their whole reasons for writing were different to Mark's. Let us get stuck into the story. Jesus knew he was going to die. He had been avoiding Jerusalem. There were people there who wanted to kill him. But he came to Jerusalem one week before he died. He came and there was Palm Sunday. He rode on a donkey. There were so many things that happened throughout the week that actually in the book of John, half of his book is taken up from the last week of Jesus' life through to his death. The night before Jesus died... He had the last supper with his disciples. After that, Jesus went out to a garden to pray, knowing that he was going to be arrested. Judas came with an army. They arrested Jesus and they took Jesus to various rulers to try and get the rulers to say, yes, he can be put to death. But none of them wanted to do it. Finally, Pilate was actually worried about the crowd rioting and killing more people that he said, do whatever you need to do. But in John 19, 19, we read that Pilate ordered the charge against Jesus to be written on a board and put above the cross. And it read, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. The words were written in Hebrew, Latin and Greek so that everyone could read it. And the place where Jesus was taken wasn't far from the city. And many of the Jewish people read the charge against him. So the chief priest went to Pilate and said, why did you write that he is the King of the Jews? You should have written, he claimed to be the king of the Jews. But Pilate told them, what is written will not be changed. They whipped Jesus, they put a crown of thorns on his head and they made him carry this really heavy cross up the hill and out of the town because they never did the killings in the town. But he got very, very tired quite quickly. I'm going to read a little bit from Luke chapter 23. As Jesus was being led away, some soldiers grabbed hold of a man from Cyrene named Simon. He was coming in from the fields, but they put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large crowd was following Jesus, and in the crowd a lot of women were crying and weeping for him. John 19, 23 goes on to say, After the soldiers had nailed Jesus to the cross, 
they divided up his clothes into four parts, one for each of them. His outer garment was made from a single piece of cloth and it did not have any seams. I think this one was expensive. The soldiers said to each other, let's not rip it apart. We will gamble to see who gets it. This happened so that the scriptures would come true, which say, they divided up my clothes and gambled for my garments. The soldiers then did what they had decided. The gambling was probably rolling a dice or maybe they had to choose a short straw and the person who got the short straw got to keep it or the person who got the number six from the dice would keep it. They're letting chance decide who gets it. Jesus' mother stood beside his cross with her sister and Mary, the wife of Clopas. Mary Magdalene was standing there too. When Jesus saw his mother and his favourite disciple with her, he said to his mother, This man is now your son. Then Jesus said to the disciple, She is now your mother. From then on, that disciple took her into his own home. Flipping back to Luke 23, he says, Two criminals were led out to be put to death with Jesus. When the soldiers came to the place called the skull, they nailed Jesus to a cross. They also nailed the two criminals to crosses, one on each side of Jesus. Jesus said, Father, forgive these people. They don't know what they're doing. That is amazing. He's talking about the crowd that are actually killing him, hurting him, putting nails in his hands and feet, and he's asking God to forgive them. The leaders insulted him by saying, He saved others. Now he should save himself if he really is God's chosen Messiah. Remember, the Israelites were expecting God to send a Messiah to save them from their enemies, not save them from their sins. They had got it muddled up. The soldiers made fun of Jesus and brought him some wine. They said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. One of the criminals hanging there also insulted Jesus by saying, aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and save us. But the other criminal told the first one off. Don't you fear God? Aren't you getting the same punishment as this man? We got what was coming to us, but he didn't do anything wrong. Then he said to Jesus, remember me when you come into power. Jesus replied, I promise that today you will be with me in paradise. Flipping back to Matthew's account of Jesus' death, In chapter 27, we read, At noon, the sky turned dark and stayed that way until three o'clock. Then, about that time, Jesus shouted, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you deserted me? That is Jesus saying, God the Father has left him. Remember they are one, they are part of the same trinity. We have one God. The father deserted Jesus on the cross, which was a huge punishment. That is the punishment we deserve. John 19, 28 continues, Jesus knew that he had now finished his work. And in order to make the scriptures come true, he said, I am thirsty. A jar of cheap wine was there. Someone then soaked a sponge with the wine and held it up to Jesus' mouth on the stem of a hyssop plant. After Jesus drank the wine, he said, everything is done. He bowed his head and died. Luke continues in chapter 23, verse 47. When the Roman officer saw what had happened, remember not an Israelite, a Roman, he praised God and said, Jesus must have been a really good man. 
A crowd had gathered to see the terrible sight. Then, after they had seen it, they felt heartbroken and went home. All of Jesus' close friends and the women who had come with him from Galilee stood at a distance and watched. They would have been at a distance because they would have feared for their own lives. If they were associated with Jesus, then maybe they would be killed too. So they stood back. John 19.31 continues, The next day would be both a Sabbath and the Passover. It was a special day for the Jewish people and they did not want the bodies to stay on the crosses during that day. So they asked Pilate to break the men's legs and take their bodies down. Breaking their legs was a strategic move because that would actually help them to die faster. The soldiers first broke the legs of the other two men who were nailed there. But when they came to Jesus, they saw that he was already dead and they did not break his legs. One of the soldiers stuck his spear into Jesus' side and blood and water came out. We know that this is true because it was told by someone who saw it happen. Now you can have faith too. All this happened so that the scriptures would come true which say no bone of his body will be broken and they will see the one in whose side they stuck a spear. The one about the bones comes from Psalm 34 and the one about the spear comes from Zechariah 12 which both predict that this would happen. John chapter 19 continues in verse 38. Joseph from Arimathea was one of Jesus' disciples. He had kept it secret though because he was afraid of the Jewish leaders. But now he asked Pilate to let him have Jesus' body. Pilate gave him permission and Joseph took it down from the cross. Nicodemus also came with about 75 pounds of spices made from myrrh and aloes. This was the same Nicodemus who had visited Jesus one night. The two men wrapped the body in a linen cloth together with the spices which was how the Jewish people buried their dead. In the place where Jesus had been nailed to a cross, there was a garden with a tomb that had never been used. The tomb was nearby and since it was time to prepare for the Sabbath, they were in a hurry to put Jesus' body in there. Jesus was not unusual to die in that manner. You might remember he had two people on either side of him. What was amazing about this death was not the fact that Jesus died on the cross. What was incredible about this death and that was so different than it was written down was that number one, Jesus did not deserve it. He was absolutely holy, pure, perfect, righteous in God's eyes. There was nothing he had done wrong. The second thing that was amazing about this was who Jesus is. Jesus is God's son. Jesus is God. Jesus was in control this whole time. He allowed this to happen. He could have just snapped his fingers and said, no, this is not going to happen this way. I don't want it to. God chose for this to happen this way. The third thing that was very incredible about this event was that God deserted his only son on the cross. God left Jesus. Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We know that God left Jesus while he was on the cross. Jesus was paying for our sins on the cross. He was not clean and pure and perfect anymore while he was on the cross. All our sins were there. So God the Father had to leave. That is when he took our sins away. And that is the fourth incredible thing. Jesus took our sins with him on the cross. Those four things differentiate Jesus' death on the cross from any other death in the whole world. We are so privileged to be able to benefit from that. And in response, we just have to say thank you.
We've come to the discussion question part of the episode. The first question is, do you have any questions? Are there any things that you just don't understand why it had to happen a certain way? Whoever's in the car listening with you or who's put this episode on for you, ask those questions to them now. And the second thing that I really want you to do right now is to share your thoughts on all of this. If you know of anyone who will benefit from listening to the Word on the Street podcast, I would love for you to share these episodes with a friend. Catch you next time. That is the end of the episode, but it doesn't have to be the end of the conversation. Continue the conversation with your family now or throughout the week. Or you can head on over to the Word on the Street podcast social pages and join our conversation there. Find all the links at thewordonthestreetpodcast.com.